Thanks for tuning in. You are now listening to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Ken Cairns, a weekly sports card podcast with lessons he's learned in the hobby and life lessons he's learned along the way. So sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded is the cards. You are now on with Ken. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with me, your host, Ken. I'm a retired teacher documenting my story here on the pod, finding teachable moments to share with all of you along the way. Don't forget to hit me up on Instagram at sportscard underscore lessons. Hit the follow button. And you can also watch these episodes on the Sports Card Lessons YouTube channel. Welcome, everyone. How is everyone doing? Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening to the podcast, please hit the subscribe button and leave some feedback. Welcome to the first Monday episode of season two. And I'm also really excited to announce on Thursday's episode will be the first interview of season two, a great interview with Jeremy Lee. He is the host of Sports Card Live, Collectibles Live, PWCC Live, and he's also the vice president of business development at Tag Grading Company. Uh, it was a great interview. You don't want to miss that. That will drop Thursday morning. Happy Wild Card Weekend. <laughs> Watching an exciting Bills and Dolphins game while preparing uh, to record. And I, I expected to do this. I expected this game to be a blowout. I expected to do this two hours ago. And every time I thought it was just time I could shut it off and start recording, you know, something else would come up and something else. Would, somebody would score and the Dolphins would come back and then this happened and that happened. I'm like, oh, man. So here I am late on Sunday. The game just ended and I was able to start recording. Uh, and how about the Jags and Chargers game last night? That did not disappoint. Uh, what a comeback for Trevor Lawrence and the Jags. Uh, hats off to Doug Peterson, too. I mean, he's a product of Andy Reid. And he know, as a coach, he knows how to win. He's a winning coach. Uh, I, I'm sure the, uh, the Eagles fans would stand behind me on that, um, getting them to a Super Bowl. Winning a super winning their last Super Bowl, I should say. Um, no matter how far behind he was in the game, he just kept going, they kept plugging away, and uh, yeah, it came back and won that game. That was uh, that was definitely a fun game to watch last night. And if you're sitting on Trevor Lawrence cards, uh, now's a great time to sell if you got sell them if you got them, right? Uh, his his price, I mean, the his as a quarterback. This last part of the season, he's been playing really well. The team's been playing well, but really haven't seen that much of a price jump on his cards. I really think after this this uh, exciting win last night, I think his prices are going to jump up. Uh, so now this week may be the best time to uh, to try to sell sell some cards uh, before they. You know, you, you never know. Like uh, like I just said before, I mean, with Doug Peterson, they they could, you know, 
win again. You know, who knows where 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 they could go. So, you know, may, maybe if you waited one more week after this week, but who knows, right? Who knows what's going to happen next weekend? So, if you're sitting on cards uh, of his cards and you want to sell them now, would be a good time to uh, put them up there. Uh, and believe it or not, I have a number of his rookie cards that are in my discount box at shows that I put out in my discount box. You know, the rated rookies. And I know some of them are SGC graded, but I have some PSA graded. Um, I may even myself throw those up on eBay. I mean, they're in that my discount box now anyways. So they're, they're probably at the lowest prices that they would be at. So I, I may just, you know, if I throw them up there, you know, a nice five-day auction or something, I may be able to turn them over for some profit. Uh, so I was in Terrytown yesterday for the show. Uh, saw my guy, Jerry, not on social media. Uh, it's always good to see him. Um, the show itself, it, it was crowded. There was lots of traffic, lots of traffic. It's in interesting on this show, and it's the same promoter uh, as the Hofstra show, that they open the doors at 10. I know most shows open at 9. And I noticed that a lot of the 9 o'clock shows, like last week in Springfield, and last shows are the same way, um, that even though it's nine o'clock and I mean, you always get that kind of, you know, that gut feeling at the beginning, like, uh, you know, there's nobody here at nine o'clock, you know, the first half an hour, 45 minutes. And I'm not saying nobody, I mean, there's people there, but there's just not a crowd. And you always say, Oh, geez, I hope it's going to get busy today. Like you, you start to worry just a little bit. I mean, as a dealer, you always think that it's always in the back of your head. Um, they show they start these shows at 10 o'clock. And what I notice about these 10 o'clock shows is there's a line of people waiting to get in. Uh here the the last I did this, I did this show back at Thanksgiving as well. And I remember there being a line. I remember uh communicating with uh with my guy Craig, New York City sports cards, said he was in he was in line waiting to get in. And I went out to see him and the line was snaking through the whole right around the hotel lobby i was like wow i can't believe how many people are here waiting to get in uh and i noticed the same thing at hofstra is the same way when you go to hofstra uh there's usually a pretty long line waiting to to get in so i don't know if it's that 10 o'clock is like a better time to open the doors where where the crowd all comes rushing in or it's nine o'clock where that you know that that timing of of when it starts to get crowded between like nine and ten thirty. So I, I mean, as a dealer, I like the idea of not worrying about if there's going to be a crowd or not. I like the idea of when they when they open the doors and next thing you know, the room is just full of people. But so yeah, definitely uh, lots of traffic. It was really crowded. I mean, it was crowded to start at ten, uh, but I think you know people just getting in the door. Uh, and the crowd starting to spread out from 11 to four. It was definitely crowded. It was just constant, constant people in there from 11 to four. Uh, and, and, you know, when you're there, you got to say, run to the bathroom or go somewhere. Uh, and it took a while. Like you're trying to get up these aisles, but it's just a ton of people in these aisles just to get, to get in and out. You don't want to be rude, but you're kind of like tapping people. Excuse me. Excuse me. You know, so, so that's how, you know, like this is definitely, it was definitely a crowded show. Um, sales for me, not, not what I was expecting, not after last weekend, the sales weren't what I was expecting. Um, I sold more out of my singles and dollar boxes this show. Um, 
I only sold one slab out of my cases. One one Patrick Mahomes slab out of my out of my cases. Uh, all my other sales came uh, out of my singles and my dollar boxes. Uh, and I talked about doing this same show Thanksgiving weekend uh, and having a lot of dealer competition. There's just being a lot of, um, you know, kind of people like coming, they see your card, how much for your card, and then they go look for, look around the room and they find similar cards. You know, some some of the, you know, the iconic 2017 Mahomes, right? The 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 silver PSA nine or PSA ten and the optic and the red white and blue like these are just common cards that I have and I know that are in this room too um, as well as the Josh Allen all similar type of cards right so um, people just running around what's your best price negotiating things like that so um, I think me being, you know, a little bit more firmer on my prices where I, I know where I'm at and what it makes no sense for me to sell them out, sell them at would probably limit of what I'm selling, uh, what I did sell at this show. Uh, there were also more tables at this show than the last one. Uh, there was a whole additional room with vendors. Um, the last show from what somebody was telling me in the last show, the Thanksgiving show, this room was being used for a coin show. So there wasn't, um, you know, card dealers in there, but now it was a whole other room just full of card dealers in there. So there's definitely more tables and, 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 you know, more competition, more dealer competition, um, with my football cards, like I was just saying, and I was describing, I was, you know, I was negotiating, uh, people would leave and they would come back and say, Hey, can you do a little better? I had one guy kept coming back and he really wanted a card. And when, when the third time he came back, I said, I don't know why you keep coming back with this price. You know, I, I put, we, we looked up the comps together and he literally wanted it at 65% and he kept walking back. Uh, I'm getting ready to go. I got cash. I'll buy that card for, and I said, it makes no sense to me. It makes no sense to me to sell you that card at that. First of all, take a loss, number one. And number two, uh, this was another Patrick Mahomes card, but he, like, he's not even playing this weekend. He's going to buy this weekend. I mean, are you, by next weekend, I don't know who we don't, we still don't know who he's going to be playing. Right. But, you know, he wins that the price could go up. If he goes to the Super Bowl, these prices go up. If he wins the Super Bowl, these prices are going up, right? And and if he does nothing, the prices aren't going down. I mean, I, that's just what we've seen uh, with him. I think the price drops what have already happened. So if he they were to go out and lose next weekend, which they better not, but if they were to lose, um, I don't think the price, you know, the, the just the regular season drop of the, the price cards, but I don't think his cards are going to be discounted that much. Uh, once he, once him and other people, they just saw I wasn't going to go any lower. This is kind of where I was at. And I was very close to comps. Like, like I got a card and, and, and I've talked about this so many times on the pod, right? You know, if a comp is $500 on a card, I'm going to put the card for say 540 or 550, knowing that the comp is 500 and knowing I'm probably going to sell it around there. When I was getting ready for this show, I said, you know what? Let me be that guy that comes a little bit closer to the comp, right? So if the comp was 500, I was at 525. 
right? I, I, I don't need to make a fortune on every card. Uh, and most of the cards I'm into, you know, a little bit under comps. So maybe I could go 90% and 95, which kind of what I, what's been the norm lately, you know, at the shows. Um, but, but not selling any of the cards at that price. Right. And, and I know I walked the room before I, I, you know, I always walk these rooms and I saw people, some of the prices on people's cards that I had the identical card and I was hundreds of dollars cheaper. And it's not like they went and bought the card from that person or, or another person. I mean, I'm sure some dealers were coming down and giving awesome prices on something. But at the end of the day, when I walked around, most of those cards were still sitting in those cases. So it wasn't like they were buying somebody else's card cheaper. They just weren't buying the cards at all uh, or just looking to get it at that very low price. Um, I went with the goal in mind, and this is a little different for me now. Like I, I'm, I, I'm not going to say I'm becoming a little more goal oriented. At the end of the year, we made a list of, you know, five things that I would like to acquire, five cards I would like to acquire this year, uh, and one of them was uh, for me a Mario Lemieux OPC uh, rookie card. You know, I. I I'm a PSA snob and I know there's a ton of them out there in different, you know, all different grading. And I would go with a higher BGS, uh, but I really want, wanted a PSA. And I wasn't looking to get, you know, I, I, a PSA nine or 10. I mean, I was happy with a six to eight, you know, the lowest I think I would want was a six and probably the highest, you know, price point for me would be, would be, a, would be an eight, I think. Um, right now anyways. And that was kind of my goal. So I went there looking to see if I can find, um, you know, a rookie card. I knew there was a PSA seven on eBay for five twenty five or best offer. And there was a PSA eight on there for buy it now for $900 or eight ninety nine, I think. So I just kind of used that uh, as a guide for the pricing when I was at the show, you know, just knowing, and I looked up the comps. I knew what the comps are. The PSA seven uh, had been selling. There was a low sale, I think at 443, but most of them are right around 500, maybe 490 to 530 or 525. So I think that's where that 525 came in. And I just thought, you know, you know, sometimes people say, hey, 525 are best offer and you make an offer and it declines on every offer. Right. So they, you know, they, they do that, I think, just to get you excited and looking at the card. But they're really never going to sell it for any cheaper than that. And some people do. Um, so I just use that as a guide at the show. And I knew what the comps were on the cards. Uh, I did find a seven at the show. Um, it was the same card. Dealer was asking $1,000 for the card. I talked to him twice during the day. I just talked to him in the morning about the card. Uh, never negotiated a price. Just talked to him about the card. Um, and I went back at the end of the day. The show ended at 5. I was probably 420, 425. I went back there. Um, kind of let him know that 
I wasn't going to be back there Sunday because he knew I'm wearing the lanyard. He knows I'm a dealer. I shouldn't want to think I was buying this to put it in my case. So I chatted it up with him. Um, and I told him it was one of my goals to put this in my PC, this card in my PC. Uh, he would not accept anything less than 800 cash. 800 was the lowest he would go. Um, I said, you know, are you aware of the comps? He said, I'm aware of the comps. It's an iconic card and I'm not selling it for any less than 800. Um, a lot of people have asked me about this card today and uh, I still have it and I'm going to keep it unless I get the 800 for it. And I said, okay, I mean, it's your card. I know I'm a dealer. It's your card. That's, you know, that's what you want. That's what absolutely uh, no argument from me at all. So then I kind of walked off uh, one of my other goals, but not. And I talked about this as a Wayne Gretzky. Um, and there was a number of, you know, rookie cards that I kind of look at. And eventually I'll own one. But I just think the pop count is so high on it. Uh, there were some other Gretzky autographed cards, but no, no playing years, which I would really like. I'd like a card in one of the years was actually still playing and playing on that team. Um, nothing I found there. And I kind of went back to my, my table before I was going to pack up and, you know, I was just going, went back on eBay. I went back to the car at 525, and I said, you know, I'm just going to send, uh, I'm going to send an offer over, uh, you know, on the card on eBay. So I sent the offer over, it was 525. I sent the offer over at 425. Uh, they countered back at 460. And I said, yeah, I mean, what am I going to do? I'm going to ask them to come down $10. It's already, to me, um, I, it's it's below, it's equal to the lowest comp that I saw, and it's below all the other comps. I said, okay, I'll buy it. I mean, I literally, while I was at a card show, I bought a card off of eBay. Um, I bought it immediately. I may look back at this and, and say, oh, look, that outlier price at... 460 that was me you know where people say well i don't know who got that deal me i may be that guy right i may be the guy people are saying and and hey the card hasn't shown up yet but uh it looked like a, a pretty reputable person on ebay so we'll see what happens but i you know i i i could not see paying double for the same card I could get at that price. And I may have to wait a week or so to get it. Uh, but so be it. I think the successful dealers at this show were the ones with singles and dollar boxes. Um, and I know for myself, uh, I have singles up to $20. So my cards range from one to $20 and my singles and dollar boxes. And I think the one to five dollar for me was the sweet spot. I mean, I just sold a ton of those, ton of the, those those cards. I was very surprised. I sold more of those cards at this show than I probably have sold at any show out of singles and dollar boxes. I did sell some 10, 20, 15, and 20 dollar ones, um, but mostly the one to five dollars. And it just it added up to, you know. More than I realized, believe it or not, I was, I was pretty surprised at the end of the day when I realized, and it was easy because I know I'd only sold one slab out of my case, right? 
Uh, and I talked to a number of dealers there. They all pointed when I said, how are you doing? They all pointed. They said, these were killing it today. Uh, not so much in here, which would be their cases. And I said, I felt the same way. Uh, and I was happy to have them. Uh, Really happy to have those single. I know sometimes I talk about, well, maybe I won't bring them because it's a extra work or things like that. But on a day like like yesterday, I was happy to have those single boxes. And and I know mine, man, they it paid for the day. I mean, I left with a different decent profit from that from from those cards, from selling those out of those singles and dollar boxes. Uh it it, it definitely saved me yesterday. Um as far as my cards and my cases, and I touched on this a little bit earlier, I will say a lot of the offers on my my case cards were mostly at 60 to 70% comps, uh, very low comps. Uh, I And I made a joke. I said, I could have sold, if I accepted an offer, I probably could have sold almost every card I had in my cases. Um, but they were the comps were just so low. And this time of year, it makes no sense for me to sell football so cheap just makes no sense at all. And that will start today's episode. Selling football cards during the playoffs. I mean, the regular season's done. We're in the playoffs. We're at the end of the season now. Um, and you know, we've talked about that. Football has been my my biggest thing in my cases. Um, not only this year, but last year too. It was, you know, I'm very heavy football in my cases. So what do we do with our football cards this time of year? Because not everybody's in the playoffs, right? Comps on most comps are down on most on almost everybody. I mean, like ninety-eight point something percent of everybody, the comps are down on. Uh, and and p- teams that are out of the playoffs now, those comps are are, are still dropping on some of those players. Uh, selling now it, it usually means selling for a loss. Uh, unless you really purchased at low comps uh, and and it really worked out for you that you got these cards on the cheap. But trying to sell football now, um, you'll probably be losing money. Most people will be. So what do we do? You know, I say you got to know your margins. You know, I, I'm not going to tell people don't sell the cards, right? Because people, you're always going to see people putting stuff up there. And, and the best advice I, I, I give to people is sell at prices that make sense to you. Sell at prices that make sense to you. Because what I do with my cards, and I could sit here and tell you, I need to you know get somewhat of a profit. I try to buy into cards that that I of players that I love that I would happy to you know to keep. So when you look at my cases, and I've got Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes heavy you know, heavy, uh, uh, Justin Herbert, a few of his cards, you know, so players that I know, you know, they, they've, they've got some, some real value to them. Maybe right. Not now, maybe not today, maybe not with them, not Justin Herbert, right. Not after losing last night, those, those prices of those cards that were down yesterday are down even more today. Right. So, if you need to sell those cards, then you need to sell those cards. But if it makes sense to you to do it, for me, it does not make sense to, to do it. You know, I call it strong hands, right? Just being able to take those cards. I did this last year. 
you know, I left the, uh, the low end cards, cards that I was okay with selling low on. And I left those in my case and the cards, other cards. And I talked about this. I pulled those cards out this time of year last year. And I left those cards in the closet until June or July. And I pulled them back out and they were almost, the values were almost double. I'm not going to say every card was double, but I, it, it made sense for me to hold those cards and then sell them six or seven months later because the value was so much more. But some people can't do that right? Some people just are like, this is what I have to do. I have to keep moving cards. So if it makes sense for you, sell them. For me, strong hands, right? I'm going to look to see who's going to heat up in the playoffs. I mean, who's hot? Because that's where the, that, that's, that's where the comps, the values are going to rise, right? And I, and I know it's, it's obvious, it's basic, but just throwing that out there, these guys like Trevor Lawrence, you know, Brock Purdy, I mean, here's a guy that people are really chasing, uh, Mr. Irrelevant, right? They're, they're chasing his cards and they didn't even come out in half the boxes. There's only, I think it's mosaic or is it mosaic? Was it mosaic or, or something else? Um, I'm not even sure which boxes, uh, his, his cards are in, but I know, you know, people are, are really trying to find his cards now and he already has his first playoff win under his belt. Right. So he's heating up. Uh, Mahomes, Hurts. I mean, these guys, their their values are holding right now. Um, I have a a, a red wave PSA nine auto. It's one forty nine of uh, Jalen Hurts. I have it in my case. And that was a pretty popular card yesterday, and there were comps on that card right around eight hundred, eight eleven, eight twelve. And when people came up and looked at that card, because I'm in on that card, I, I've, I've owned that card for a year. So I got into that card at a really good price. And people came up, said, how much for the card? I said, you go look up on eBay. I know the last comp is $811. I will match it. You can buy that card at the last comp. I said, even better, I'll just do $800. You get it, $11 under comp. I went home with that card yesterday. People were offering me $600. 625 650 I'm like how did we get to 600 when the card the last comp was 811 I mean that's $200 less but you know that's where people were at on that card and I mean I'm thinking maybe they think they can get there's only 149 of those cards it's a numbered card to 149 so it's a limited it's limited to begin with so and we're in that market I mean if I had this card and I was in you know California or Florida or Texas, uh, I don't think people would really be looking for that card. If they were, it was just going to be for a flip. It would only be for a flip. But here in this market, in this in the Northeast, um, there are a lot of Eagles fans here that that would really like to have that card, that are looking for that card, that would keep that card. Um, and I think probably if I wanted to, if I wasn't going to be, if I don't hit a show up between now and and the Super Bowl. And it looks like he might go to the Super Bowl. I mean, I think I could probably just dump that up on eBay. And, and I'm sure the comps will be up much higher then than they are right now on the card. I may even make more money sending it off there to auction. Um, depending on where I end up setting up uh, in the next few weeks. The more they win, the higher the comps. Right? We know that. We watch Joe Burrow cards. They hit their peak last year when he went 
to the Super Bowl. The more he won, the higher the the value, the the higher the comps were uh, on his cards. Uh, and that'll be the same this year. You know, only two quarterbacks are going to the Super Bowl, right? And the two that are go there, um, if you're lucky enough to have them and you want to move them, that's going to be the time to do it because the comps are probably not going to be any higher on those two quarterbacks going to the Super Bowl than they will be the the week week or two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl. What do we do with the rest of our football cards? As a dealer, it's time to cycle them out. Um, I did this last year. Started pulling the football cards out. I think I waited a little, a little too. I, I think, and I talked about this um, early in season one, and yeah, in my season one, that I waited too long to pull them out. Um, that I waited till we did a show. It was like around February twentieth. I'm just going to throw that out there. Maybe the sixteenth, seventeenth, twentieth, whatever it was. And it was, it was a bad show for me. And I went there with all my football cards. Cause I really didn't have a lot of other cards there and it wasn't a very good show. And I thought to myself, make a note uh, next year, you need to be prepared come February. If you're going to be doing shows to have something else in your case, uh, because the football, the, the comps are so low and, you know, people are on to whatever's next there. And if they want the football, I mean, there's, there's plenty of people buying football a year long. I, I mean, I understand that. But um, as a dealer, if the margins are so low or turning negative on you, it just doesn't make any sense to sell them. So as a dealer for me, coming into this year, it's time to cycle out the football and, and keep it out of the case and you know bring it back in June, June July. You know, right before national, it, that seems like to be the time where things start to heat back up again for football. You know, as a buyer, uh, the dealers, the the deals really start in March and April. Um, last year, uh, I, I was trying to buy deals uh, late February um, because I thought to myself, Prices are down. I know prices are down because I couldn't sell what was in my case and and I could see the I was looking up comps and they were so low. But people weren't letting them go just that quickly. Uh, it really wasn't until late March, the beginning of April that I noticed that people were okay with moving the football uh, on the cheap, I'll call it under comps or whatever the comps were, which were way down at the time. Uh, and that I know, I know from last year that that window closed late May, early June, uh, probably by the beginning of June, all of a sudden, all these quarterbacks in football really started to heat up. Um, and I did a, I did a show, uh, the Springfield show in June last year, like mid to late June, I think it was around the 20th or 21st in June. And I remember being one of the only guys with football in the room and people coming around and saying, oh, football's back. Because uh, I, 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 I think at that time I was overexcited and I pulled my football out maybe one show too early. Because we did another show at the beginning of July, right around the July 4th, 
uh, and football was banging, right? All of a sudden, everybody had football back out in their case, and the prices were up, and the comps are up, and everyone's excited for national, and get this, and get that. So, like I talk about, just knowing the show, knowing the season, knowing what I, and learning from it, learning from what I did last year, where I made some mistakes last year, just learning and trying not to, try not to make those mistakes this year, uh, and being able to share it with you. Know your market, know your players. Really important because I made some mistakes last year buying uh, early. You know, I did. Went, I went prospecting last year um, during during that window, during that March, April to June. You know, I went prospecting. You know, some of the things worked out. Some of the, the you know. I have to say, even prospecting, the cards that I bought and I got rid of either by national or at national, those worked out. But anything I held after that did not work out. And it just got downright ugly once football season started. So if you're going to do some prospecting during that time, make sure you move all those cards before the football season starts. For football moving forward, I think I'm going to keep a handful of my high-end cards. Uh, and and my high-end football cards are all quarterbacks, right? So uh, Mahomes, I just talked about Mahomes, Hurts, Allen. So they'll be okay for a few more weeks. But I think after that, I think I will still keep the high-end in my case. Uh, not so much that I think people are going to sell them because I'm going to keep the price high on them. But I'll keep them in case a trade presents itself. Uh, and this, you know, my good friend, Rob sports car therapist, we always have this debate back and forth. And I always say, I don't really don't want to put cards and overprice them in my case. And, and he always says to me, it doesn't matter if, if someone comes and has a big card you want, you might want to move one of these cards. And if you say, oh, I have this, but I don't have it here, or it's, you know, how can you get that trade done, right? So I'll keep those cards, you know, a handful of those high-end cards that I have. I don't have a lot of those, uh, but I'll keep them in my case and in case a trade presents itself. And maybe maybe there's a deal to be made. Uh, I have some uh, ammunition there in the case. Uh, but my lower-end stuff, definitely getting shelved until next summer. And this year, I'm more prepared right? I have other things. I've been talking about this. I've got other things to put in my case this year. I'm kind of excited about that. I mean, the last two years, I really, I was football heavy with, you know, handfuls of this and that and, and, you know, a lot of low end stuff and, you know, stuff I could pick up and a lot of last minute stuff, getting ready, ready for shows, just looking to have stuff to put in my case that, you know, people would be interested in, but this year I'm really prepared, you know, I'm prepared with the hockey and the hockey is going to go on. We know the, you know, the hockey, the, the Stanley cup doesn't end until June in hockey. So the hockey right now is going to carry me all through the spring. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, the pop century, uh, the music cards I've talked about, I haven't even put, I've only got a handful of those I put out in the cases, but I've got you know, a number of those cards out for grading. They're going to be ready to go. Uh, and a little bit of women's soccer, too. I talked last year about buying, uh, 
you know, buying some hobby boxes and, and really kind of getting into that. And the, uh, the world cup women's soccer world cup is going to be here this summer. So definitely going to have some, some of that. I'm not going to go crazy. I'm not filling my whole case with it, but you know, a handful, a handful of top players, um, that I can put in there in the case and, and spark some interest. I'm looking forward to cycling out my cases for the seasons. Uh, yesterday, I was walking around thinking about that, saying, yep, I need to you know, start cycling things out. But I noticed a lot of the vintage, just a ton of vintage you know, at the show yesterday. And I thought to myself, these guys may be doing it right. You know, As I walk around, I think to myself, they don't have, they don't have to change anything, right? These guys, vintage guys have one lane. And it works 365 days a year. There's no need to cycle anything. There's no need to have anything else in your case. Um, nobody's getting hurt. Nobody's, you know, doing better than anyone else. The prices stay the same. Um, and their stuff is always in season. Um, I, and it's funny. I, I, I go to these shows. I see the same people. I see the same cases. And I see the same cards in the cases. I, um, and, and I say the same cards. I don't really examine every card, but they look like the same cards in the cases. Uh, and it's one lane. It's one lane for these guys doing vintage. And uh, there's something to be said about that. Uh, I'm, I'm sure for them, there's just not, for me, there's a lot of prep getting ready for shows. I've not so much, not as much prep now as, as it was in the past. I've really figured out to keep my prep way down to a minimum, but there's still prep. And I would have to, ima- have to imagine, you know, as long as they're not pricing their cards that there's, I, I saw one guy roll, roll his cases up and his cards were already in the cases just rolled up and he just laid out his four cases on the thing. He folded his wagon up, he put it underneath and sat down. He was done, ready to go. I'm all ready, ready to go. Uh, so yeah, there's something to be said about that. Uh, I was listening to some content this past week. Uh, they were talking about the history of the national uh, and they were saying up until recent years, the national was mostly all vintage dealers, all vintage cards that there was nothing, you know, ultra modern there. Uh, it's only been these last, you know, four or five, six years that it's really turned into a lot of the more ultra modern stuff that it mostly had been just vintage for years. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, so that was interesting to me because I, I don't know. I mean, when I was at National last year, I know there was a whole section of uh, of vintage stuff there, but there was, you know, as much modern, ultra modern as there was vintage there. So I, I, I mean, I'm sure it's grown in size over popular and, and popularity too, but I couldn't imagine there being, you know, that size with all vintage stuff there. So yeah. Looking forward to switching up the cases during the seasons, and hopefully this time next year, I'm going to say, yep, I did the right thing, and it was worth it, and everything worked out, but I'm sure there's going to be a number of lessons uh, to learn. Pickups this week. I picked up two in-the-game heroes and prospects Alexander Ovechkin cards. One is a 2004-2005, which I will hold up here on YouTube. You can see the card. One is a 2005-2006. 
They're both graded at nine um, by CSG Grading, which is not, you know, a high-end grading company. But I was happy to get these cards. Uh, both these cards were pre-NHL for him, uh, and it was when he was playing for the Moscow Dynamo. So they're not high-end cards by any means, but something that I'm happy to have and happy to be able to put in my PC. And another really cool card I picked up this weekend um, I was pretty excited about uh, was a 1980-81 Tops Jim Craig uh, Boston Bruin. It was a rookie card. It's graded a KSA 8.5. And I'll hold that up there. And um, if you don't know who Jim Craig is, he was the goalie of the 1980 Olympic hockey team that won gold at Lake Placid. And uh, one thing I loved about the card is it had the uh, the USA. I'm going to hold it back up again. It's got the USA sticker up in the, in the in the top corner of the of the card. So so even though that they were, uh, you know, he was signed as a Boston Bruin. They were still putting it out there that he was the uh, on the Olympic team playing for Team USA that year. So I just thought that was really cool. Uh, another card I was really excited to get. Um, I know I've mentioned this on some interviews when I've talked about uh, hockey. Um, I don't know if I've really talked about it here on the pod, but you know, one of the greatest moments, you remember things in your life, things that's happened to you in your life and where you were and what you were doing. You can remember so many things about that. Uh, and when when the U.S. won that gold medal, you know, I was I was 14. I, I hadn't even turned 15 yet. I was 14. And um, I remember like it was yesterday watching the game, just being and being a hockey fan and just being just so excited to watch them win the gold medal and and growing up i you know i was in our neighborhood i played grew, grew up playing hockey our, our whole family my brothers and i we all played but nobody else played hockey back then it was very few, very few people unless unless your parents played hockey or there was a reason um nobody nobody really played hockey everybody and we played sports every i played a sport every season Right. But I also played hockey. And after after that. They won the gold medal that 1980 hockey just exploded uh, here in the northeast, especially since so many of these kids, you know, were from the northeast on this team. And they were they played for uh, Boston College or Boston University um, in this area. It just exploded. And uh hockey really really took off after that so it was kind of a you know for hockey it was a turning point and for me it was just this great memory that i'll carry with me uh you know my whole life so this weekend i will be setting up uh this sunday the 22nd at the new britain card show in new britain connecticut john prime time puts this uh monthly show on over there uh and I'm going to set up. I haven't set up at a local show uh, at all. Well, I can't say at all this year. We're, we're just into the beginning of the year. We're only 15 days into the year. But 
um, I think it was probably, you know, last February, been almost a year, February, March, since I've set up uh, at, at one of the smaller local shows. I've been attending them. I've been talking about it, but I haven't set up. So uh, I'm looking to uh, to set up. Uh, looking forward to setting up this weekend. Don't forget Thursday. Great interview with Jeremy Lee. That'll be uh, that'll drop Thursday morning. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, definitely subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. And until next time, take care of yourselves and everyone around you. Mm -hmm.